Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Scott, as I'm pulling up to the studio to record this podcast, I see your family car parked outside. A Mazda 5, yes. Mazda 5. It looks I'm like- blessed with seven children. It fits five of them and the other ones walk. But apparently you like to showcase your love of Boston. Not just my love. I'm from Boston, but my children, who were all born in Israel, are avid Boston sports fans. I realize that might be upsetting to some of our listeners, but we are Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, and Bruins fans in extremis. And I'm especially proud of this fact, because growing up in Israel, to raise children as Boston fans, it was quite an achievement, if I say so myself. Are you not in the neighborhood of avid New York Yankee fans. There are a lot of New York Yankee fans, which only strengthens us in our faith in the Boston team's dominance as they have been basically for the past 18, 20 years. So you're like the Jews in your neighborhood because the small minority being saturated into the New York Yankees culture here. Basically, I am Hanukkah. I am the Maccabees. The small This little town, this little hamlet called Boston has defeated the great New Yorkers as the Red Sox last year won the World Series and New York, of course, lost to them in the playoffs. Unfortunately, it doesn't look so good this year. The Red Sox are not playing up to scratch. The Yankees are playing quite well. That's a bit of a sad situation, but that's a different story. That's from my other podcast, Baseball Rabbi. Not from Morning Drive Bible, David. Let, let's talk. No, but I just, I just want to point out the chutzpah, <laughs> the chutzpah of Boston fans that they actually have a bar in Manhattan, in lower Manhattan, to watch their games. <laughs> Kala kavod, Scott, for your boldness to show off who you are, a true Boston person. It's the same way that I wear my seat, my fringes outside. I demonstrate to the world that I am a religious Jew, and I also demonstrate by the bumper stickers on my car that I'm a religious Red Sox and Patriots fan. I'm proud of it, David. All right. So this New York Yankees fan, as your co-host here, we're going to continue to do the podcast despite all those stickers on your car. Just want to let That's you know. very kind of you, although I will be throwing you out after we finish recording this podcast. That's right. You should just know we're not this friendly after <laughs> the podcast is over. We just be We don't talk. Up. We don't no, no, talk. No. We, we simply walk out in silence. Okay, David, let's talk about Bereshit, Genesis. The Genesis and the Ruach Elohim, God's spirit. Since our previous podcast, we talked about the notion of God introducing concepts in the world on the first day of creation. But the reason why we started off even dealing with this subject is because of Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, that talks about Ruach Elohim. What is the translation? So there are five possible translations. Number one, Spirit of God with a capital S. Number two, Spirit of God with a lowercase s. What's the difference between those two? Spirit of God with a capital S is a proper noun. The second translation, Spirit of God with a lowercase s, is God's spirit in general, not as a proper noun, not as a name of God. I got it, okay. Okay, number three, the breath of God. Number four, the wind of God. And then number five, a mighty wind. It's not about God whatsoever. If you remember and recall our conversation in a previous podcast, Elohim 
doesn't necessarily have to translate into the name of God. It has a connotation of power or authority. So that means almost an Elohim wind. Elohim not meaning God's name, but strong, strength, powerful. Yes. So coming into the podcast, I was thinking we should really address the concept of Spirit of God with a capital S, where many of our Christian listeners will often translate that Hebrew term, Ruach Elohim, as God's Holy Spirit was hovering over the water. And is that a valid translation in your opinion? From the Christian perspective, this is a valid understanding of this verse, but not necessarily within Judaism. So what would that mean, though? I don't know exactly what you mean. When you describe Spirit of God as a proper noun, as a name of God, what do you even mean by that exactly? Meaning Elohim can be a proper name of God. El Shaddai can be a proper name of God. These are attributes of God being manifested in the world. One of the names of God being manifested in the world is Ruach Elohim. It's a way of relating to God the same way that other names are specifically ways of relating to God in that way. One name refers to God as a merciful being. Another one refers to him as the ultimate judge. The Spirit of God here with a capital S refers to a name of God. And specifically, what would it relate to? The Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? That's a great question. What does that mean? In the conversation we've been having lately, and I told you this from the beginning, I wasn't intending to go down this path with you, Scott, but you gave this great revelation on how the first day of creation is unfolding before our eyes, that these are not necessarily physical things that we're seeing on the first day of creation. These are ideas. I want to follow that because God put that in your heart to discuss between both of us so our listeners can hear. Now I want to address Ruach Elohim in the concept of Spirit of God as a concept. I'd love to hear about that, even though you are a Yankee fan, but David, we're out of time. Wow, we're out of time already? Yeah. All right, so I guess in the next podcast we'll have to address Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God, in the context of an idea on the first day of creation. My name is David Nekretman. And I'm Scott Kahn. Blessings from Jerusalem.